0: O Lord, who art on high, who has made the blades of grass and the little tiny things that creep therein, that hath made the cricket bats, who has made hankies, who has made all things.
1: you want to introduce the podcast
2: no you always put me on the spot if you say before look i'm gonna just put you on the spot okay i'll um i'd be able to prepare something but you never do
1: okay right so i'll introduce this one but next time
2: next yeah it's not gonna
1: happen completely forgotten i think this is 27 this one um so 28 i want new introduction from you okay okay (laughs) so Welcome, Welcome to episode twenty-seven of Can I Pod with Madness, the
2: hot new podcast into <laughs> incredibly trendy, hot, hot um hip happening um people who uh, are reviewing stuff from the eighties. From the eighties occasionally into the early nineties, occasionally, okay. yeah. you know, really really pushing if we
1: want to bring things back up to well,
2: date get those gen gen zers i forget whether the gen z or gen x gen
1: z you general gen x
2: i'm gen x they're
1: you're
2: gen y i'm millennial
1: which is what gen oh, y is okay and i'm
2: an elder millennial though <laughs> i'm not a millennial that gets to be with the millennials it's like i'm the middle child of um generations There's i'm the a- middle child in actual life Therefore, overlooked constantly. And then the middle child, because everything like all millennial things are like, ha ha ha, when you just find out you're reaching 40. It's like, oh, fuck off, I'm a millennial, I've gone past that now. Like, where am I then? I'm nothing. I'm an elder, I think the term is like elderly millennial or something. There's awful.
1: a podcast that I've listened to a few times called The Exennial <laughs> Dome. I think
2: <laughs> that sounds like something.
1: So, exennials are sort of elder millennials who are a bit closer to gen x which is what you are
2: oh i thought you took my okay because i forgot again that x is the older not said. Yeah. z okay
1: yeah i, I need some
2: way of thinking gen z, x... like younger folk yeah gen-, gen x is zoro kids like zoro don't they <laughs> so i remember that kids like zoro kids She's like zoro
1: in like the 40s
2: yeah so kids like zoro and so that's gen said that's fine huh? So I needed some way to remember
1: it. Is there nothing else that's got a Z? In no. that Young people like.
2: No. Okay. Well, there's probably a word that we don't know. Like, look at my fit for the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um. Where were we? Uh, we're. Exennial. I'm an exennial. You're an exennial. Okay, got it. Um. That's better than being millennial because that's all like. Your all anxiety ridden, isn't it? Uh which you know not untrue, but yeah.
1: But Gen a, Gen X is all self-loathing. So
2: I'm yeah, a bit both I've got a bit, I of have a bit of both, yeah. Bit of nice. A bit of both. Got um, the best bits of both of it. Anxiety and hate riddled. So I didn't record
1: it. I didn't like make a note of it, but we started recording this podcast about a year ago. Right? Because we put the first episode out on Feb 2nd or something.
2: Okay. So we're getting
1: close to that. But I'd forgotten that we had a few things recorded and in the can when we released our first one. Okay. So it must have been round about this time.
2: That Maybe. We were yeah. Recording must
1: our, you know, classic uh, first episode where we yeah. didn't have a name. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. What f-
2: was the other one that was, it wasn't? Pod of Madness, there was something else that was really good, but we couldn't have because someone else had something similar.
1: Um, appetite for Discussion, that was one.
2: That, that's quite good. You had a list of them though, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, so there was something really good, but someone had something that was too similar, or someone had that, but it wasn't that.
1: Yeah.
2: It weren't like a podcast about Kerrang! <laughs> um, it, but it was obviously the same as...
1: Um, let me let me just well,
2: you do actually. We've got a WhatsApp group between you and me because we're that we never put
1: anything on it. Well, why would we? Okay,
2: can talk to each other, don't talk to (laughs) each other. Um, let's revisit some of the classics Pod of Ages. I think it was Pod of Ages, yeah.
1: Someone's got that, yeah. I think there's a few of that. Ah. I I saw a thing ages ago and it was um oh we're starting a new podcast it was a spin off of an existing one and they wanted to call themselves the scaredy cats cuz it was about someone watching horror movies right and then just loads of people were messaging them saying uh, there's already one called this and then it turns out there were about seven podcasts called scaredy cats podcasts so I mean, it's like who gives a shit it's well
2: like, surely at this stage in everyone's life we've got to accept that there are going to be some crossovers with names because yeah. there are only so many words exactly like when we're, we're not um, really coming up with too many words each year, aren't we, that... Yeah. I'm exennial. Exennial, well, apart from that, yeah, true. Um, but I think we've got to accept that it's not... It's going to happen, yeah. and it's not like it was in the old days where you'd be like, you no-one's know, no copying each other. They're just... just so happens. There's a lot of people in the world, and not so many words.
1: And you could have the exact same idea as someone else, there are no the original thing.
2: ideas anymore.
1: But it's still going to be different, isn't it? Because you're different people.
2: Well, exactly.
1: So there you uh, There you go. So we could have just gone with Pod of Ages. Yeah, but
2: then we could have got all those horrible comments saying, <laughs> really Pot of ages.
1: Uh, I guess. There's no other uh can I pod with madness.
2: Yet. But there will be, because know, that's what happened. happen. And no one... Voyagers.
1: Like who were... I, I think of them as friends but I've never met them. But they're a podcast I listen to about Iron Maiden, who all there's another podcast called Maiden Voyagers. Right. Um and again, listen to both, you know, and they're different because they're different people. But they were gonna cause call theirs Can I Play with Podcast?
2: That's quite good. They should do that. Well Oh, they've already got
1: it. Maiden Voyages is a better name for
2: I don't know, Can I Play With Podcasts is stupid, and I like stupid.
1: Okay. Have you got any rock news, deep cuts, oh, or...? Uh,
2: no, no deep cuts. No so deep I'm sorry. cuts.
1: Okay. Well, no song by
2: Brian Adams. Just let's go with... Do you know that song by Brian Adams? And you, you'll all be thinking, like, yeah, that one. I'll be like, yeah, sorry, no, that 69. one. Simply Red. Let's talk about Simply Red. Bangers. I... It's this era. Well, yeah, exactly. But back in the day, I... I don't think I hated Simply Red, but I just didn't think anything of and wasn't interested. Um, I think Mick Hucknell's tooth gem thing or whatever it is sort of freaked me out a bit. And like he's that. sort of an
1: arrogant person. So people don't like stuff that he does because he's he always says no one's a better soul singer than me. Well,
2: and, you know, he's might be true, though. Now, I think I'm joking. <laughs> don't come at me. But. Um, yeah, so not a massive fan. When they were hot, and then now, every time you hear a Simply Red song, there's no way you're not thinking this is actually quite good. To any, and I, I'd, I'd argue any Simply Red song that comes up, you'd okay. be thinking that's oh, right, actually. And then you you listen to it, and you be like, yeah, that's right.
1: I'm trying to think of a shit one no, that can't. can throw at you, but they no, can There aren't really.
2: Well, no, I, I mean, can't. there's going to be deep. Cuts of Simply Red that I don't know, like album tracks. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not talking about those. No, I'm talking about the the, the ones we heard on the radio. So even like the sort ones that weren't like the massive bangers are still like. But I, so I challenge you to go and listen to Simply Red Best of, and not be um, just enjoying life while you're doing it. Have a bath. I've got
1: um so stick
2: Simply Red and have a bath. Ooh, you lovely. know
1: the Q magazines that I bought. Yes, at least one of them has got Mick on the cover. So if you want to do a deep dive into the world of Simply Red, not
2: massively. No, I don't. I don't imagine. I mean, no offence. You just want to talk about fair ground. I'm not interesting as a person, so I'm not claiming that I'm better than anyone. But I just don't. I don't really care. Can you think they've been doing? I just think the songs are pretty good. But can you think of any other
1: bands where? There's a name of the band, but it's just one person. Because Simply Red, is just Mick Hucknall, isn't it? There's no. Danny got a you, band as well. Yeah, but you don't. You don't think, oh, well, the bass player in Simply Red is really. Good
2: yeah, but up. if you're a fan of Simply Red, you would. People might the say about Aerosmith. People who don't know might be like, "Oh, when they see, I'm sure actually, in my place of business, I'm sure something's been mentioned about Aerosmith, and it's been Stephen Tyler they're talking about, and they've said Aerosmith." So I if think you don't, his
1: name you, is Aerosmith. Yeah.
2: So like, if you don't know the band, you are gonna not know.
1: But I think with Simply Red, I don't know.
2: That's because you're not a fan. Yes. Their bass player could see. be fucking awesome. But I think it's all session
1: guys. I don't think there's. You, you never. You, you don't, don't
2: even see, know that. But like but when you, you don't see, know that. but when you see, <laughs> you are digging yourself a hole with fans here. They are gonna like, like, They're come, gonna be like,
1: promotional photos of Simply Red. You don't see pictures of five guys. You see pictures of him, either in a silly hat or with his
2: with his teeth out. Kinda. Never pay attention. If, right. we, if I'm honest, I can
1: put this to the test.
2: i I'm going on the Google. Hundred percent bet he hasn't just got a random bunch of guys that literally change every single time he's on stage or in the um, recording studio. Right.
1: So what's the first image that comes up?
2: It's him. Yeah, Obviously and the second. It's him, and but the it's third. Google.
1: Like, it's like the 10th one that comes up is simply... Oh,
2: simply making
1: a bunch of other people.
2: That's like Big Reeves.
1: I mean, that is a banger. That's all yeah. back the years, isn't it?
2: Honestly. It's a challenge. A you. challenge
1: for listeners Go who only and... fucking want to hear a metal from the late 80s. <laughs> Find a Simply Red song. Isn't holding back the ears, but
2: isn't it quite metal to listen to something that's not expected and that is perhaps going against the grain? And <laughs> yeah, so, but... therefore, it's the most metal thing to listen to Simply Red because it's it's so not metal that it's metal.
1: I mean, that is a hot take, that's the exactly. hottest of takes,
2: exactly. That's a
1: bit too hot, that's
2: exactly. To take, I think. Exactly, yeah, because I'm metal and you can't take it. <laughs>
1: okay, um, should we have a look at crying?
2: Yeah, go on then
1: <laughs> on the cover. <laughs> Simply red.
2: Wait, we haven't talked about Disney or Friends yet.
1: (laughs) This week's issue of Kerrang! is number 176. Mm
2: -hmm. It's from
1: February 27th, 1988. So on the cover we've got Heart. Of course. Heart Class, Bad Animals on the Prowl Mm -hmm. in the UK. We've also got Palace, Moted, Atomcraft, The Accused, dog Stamore and so don't mind what
2: we've seen dog Stamore.
1: i don't know. Well, i'm gonna to get to oh
2: that. sorry spoiler <laughs> uh
1: and f- free fifth angel flexi disc okay spoiler alert that is not in this issue it's been removed
2: i'd be really disappointed with the person who gave us all these for free if they'd left the f- that in there um i think one of these
1: magazines has got a flexi disc still it must be shit then still bound into it maybe maybe i could be completely wrong
2: I don't remember seeing one.
1: So in Mayhem this week, the, the, the first news story, the, the main news story, Sabat, too heavy for Udo. Sabat rapidly rising thrash stars have been unceremoniously booted off the support slot with Udo, band fronted by ex except singer Udo Dirkschneider, Schneider, who have also can- cancelled their only British date London London Astoria. Sabat guitarist Andy Sneap broke the news to Mayhem from a phone box in Dusseldorf where he confirmed that the band had been asked to leave the tour for being, <laughs> quote, too heavy.
2: Oh, do you know, the amount of times I've been asked to stop doing something because I'm too heavy is, <laughs> I like, all the time.
1: Do you think Andy Sneep is putting a bit of a spin on this?
2: No, that is 100%. They, he'd They have got a call from that same phone booth, and they'd be like, yo, dude, when are we coming over? And they'd be like, I'm sorry to bring this to you.
1: Um, the British. Whatever. I, I think knot? they're from the Midlands. I don't, well,
2: my accents aren't great anyway, so it could be from anywhere. um And then they they would be just like, sorry to break this to you, man, but you're just too damn heavy. And then so, um, so a,
1: G- a German band and a British band having an altercation, but they're all speaking in American accent.
2: I'm happy if you think that's an American accent. And then. Um, yeah, but I'll just I'll insult every British <laughs> yeah. and German person if I try and do an accent. So yeah,
1: I don't think we can. Get Americans away
2: with that. Are, are, but it's, it sounds better. And then he would have like, he'd have like, may well would he? He maybe would have stared at the receiver in shock, and then he would have slammed it down, and then slammed it down again to make sure it was double down, and, and then punched. sort of wait, he would have like sort of held his head against the um sort of um the what the phone what do you call the phone thing the phone the receiver. that has no but not the receiver the box but not the phone box no, the, 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 yeah. the, the bit with the numbers on yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> he'd have put his head down on that and then maybe he would have like if he was really angry maybe he would have punched the one of the inside walls and then sort of stormed out and then sort of walked really dramatically away but there would have been definitely some music playing over the top um and it would have been very cool
1: well sabat obviously very heavy very thrash
2: look well, yeah too heavy
1: he's he's gonna be angry isn't he? he's an angry young man
2: yeah but then i bet stormed off went some straight into that recording studio <laughs> there was it was around the corner he walked straight in and some people on the way were trying to be like you're right and he just walked straight past them and Andy. then they were like what why is he in such a bad mood and then he walked straight past, he sat down and he just started singing something and people were like, oh my God, where's this from? And then then that was like their biggest hit.
1: We should do a sort of Bohemian Rhapsody style I've biopic. i it.
2: just written it. of It's really good. I'll play Mr. Sabat <laughs> and you can play record guy who tells me I'm too heavy. And we don't need anyone else. No
0: one will ever bow we'll their head to have, this.
2: We'll have to... Um, have some people in the record studio because I maybe need to push past past someone in the street. So, like as I'm walking, someone sort of gets him away, and I have to push past them. Wait, he, like, so you're in
1: this? You're, you're I'm acting him.
2: I'm Mr. Sabat, Yeah,
1: you're Andy Sneep.
2: Andy Sneep, yeah. And then, so we need a couple of extras for the recording studio, <laughs> but we could get like Mum to do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't. I mean, I cannot imagine what this movie is going to be like.
2: I mean, so far it's one scene, but it's, um, you know, it's <laughs> tiny good. acorns. Well, exactly. Everything has to start somewhere.
1: Okay, so I've got another story. Okay, Paul, have you, are you familiar with Paul Sabu? Obviously, possibly the only man on earth who could challenge Michael Bolton for the title of world's greatest human being.
2: Keep going on about Michael, Michael, Bolton. Michael Bolton is the world's greatest human being.
1: So I think he's a sort of soft rock AOR guy. Um that he wrote um, the song Scream Until You Like It, which was oh, recently a hit for Wasps. Such a bad title. <laughs> Quote. Oh, it's a good song, then. I don't, I don't f- think justice was done to it, so we've done it, says Paul. Blackie Lawless wouldn't even let me in the studio, and I was supposed to be producing. <laughs> now, do you believe that? I think Paul is putting a spin on that, because if you were hired to be a producer on the song... Yeah, because he
2: turned up at the recording studio... And he was like, hey, man, I'm here to do the producing. And then Blackie Lawless goes, whoa, you're not coming in here. And then he's like, what? And then Blackie Lawless shuts the door in his face. And then he's like looking in disbelief. He turns around and then he tries to open the door and it's locked. And then he storms off in the other direction.
1: That does actually sound a bit like Blackie Lawless, what you just did.
2: And if you keep doing the same accent... For everyone, you're bound. It's stop mo- mon- monkeys and typewriters. Oh, oh, stop! a uh, broken, broken clock. My, um, yes. My on one
1: of Blackie Lawless is he did an ident for uh, whatever rock show I used to listen to on local radio. He'd say, "You're listen. You're listening to the rock show on." And there's a pause, and he goes, "BBC Radio Gloucester."
2: Gloucester. Welcome to Gloucester. <laughs>
1: And um, it's the city
2: silly rolling cheese, man.
1: I thought I'd be able to find that on the internet and I've not been able to find it.
2: Good story. <laughs> Woo! Thank God you told us that. So maybe you didn't have and
1: maybe I dreamed it. Um there's an advert for Just Like Paradise.
2: Nice.
1: By Dave Lee Roth. Yeah. If you buy it, you get a special collector's pack with a large colour poster. Do
2: you know what annoys me about special collectors packs? I um was part of a um air force one and uh honking on bobo came out and um i pre-ordered honking on bobo and i pre-ordered it from hmv and i went and got it on the day and all that no got it sent to me because i was even better than going on the day got it sent to me and then someone we knew um went out and just bought it from hmv one day just like not on the day came out whatever and they got this little silver harmonica that came with it that said honking on Bobo and had the Aerosmith logo on. And that's never not annoyed me since. That I pre-ordered it. I didn't get that. So I pre-ordered it. I was bothered enough to pre-order it and get it sent before it was going to be released in shops. And I didn't get that. Whereas someone who just rocks up to a shop gets... And that's annoyed me. you were in Force One. Yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting. And then also that... And also, I bought Pump, obviously, the Aerosmith album. And then my um, brother went to a charity shop, like, you know, literally 10,000 years later and bought it. And his inlay opened up into like a, not an A4, it's like a bigger than A4 poster of Aerosmith. My inlay didn't. My inlay was like a, like a book with the... Like, still with the lyrics on, fine, yeah. but that... This the one the CD or? Yeah, both CDs. Yeah. But so he had a better one from a charity shop, and I've never got over that either. That's
1: weird, isn't
2: it? Yeah, and I remember being really angry, and my dad having to explain to my brother at the time that it's fine that I was angry, and he should understand that it would be quite annoying, that. And I appreciate that my dad understood at the time how, yes, I was allowed to be angry at that, and I should have been so those two things I've never quite got over. Why why are we talking about this?
1: Um Dave Lee Wolf.
2: Dave Lee Wolf. Collector's pack. That right, collector's pack, yeah, yeah. It's because got a nice I would with I'd have pre-ordered stuff. that, probably at the time. Maybe I, I wouldn't at the time, obviously. But and I would have got something, but not that. And then someone would have wandered into WH Smith's two weeks later and got that. And that's my point. That
1: um yeah. My only comparable story to that is in the early 80s I asked for a Star Wars digital watch.
2: Who didn't, right?
1: I mean digital watches were all the rage.
2: They're still pretty good.
1: <laughs> and I asked my mum for this and she sent off for it, and it obviously took about six months to come through the
2: post.
1: <laughs> yeah the and the thing about this, it had a picture of R2 and 3PO on it, and it I think it had a little tie fighter as a you know little digital thing to show the the you know ticking, and it said oh and it plays the Star Wars theme,
2: Sounds like, a bit exciting. pretty fucking cool. Yeah,
1: right. And when it came, it looked the same, but it had a little piece of paper with it saying, "We know you ordered one with the actual Star Wars music, but it doesn't have it."
2: You <laughs> um... <laughs> basically
1: ordered something, but they found they couldn't put the music. In the fucking... well, I mean,
2: yeah, because that, that technology definitely didn't exist back then, so it's a very bold claim. Because it'd be like saying it also puts a hologram up of, um, you know,
1: it's a yeah,
2: and then um, you know, you just press it and she comes up on you, and you'd be like, But surely, I I know as a child at this time that that tech doesn't exist, say, Lemian like holograms, it doesn't exist, <laughs> but you so you fell for it in a way, so it's really but your the fault.
1: technologies... <laughs> A beepy version of a song actually did it No,
2: but a MIDI file, even MIDI file at best.
1: No, it was it was a pre-MIDI. It yeah, was, it but was just yes, beats. that's
2: even worse. But so pre but I'm saying MIDI file is like the absolute lowest of the low in terms of what we're talking about. <laughs> you can go lower. Yeah, exactly. But on a watch in the 70s. In the 80, early 80s. Still. Come on.
1: But people aren't like... Space invaders on the watches
2: back then, you know, in was, the early 80s, yeah, yeah, it was
1: starting to be like the, you could put all sorts on the digital. Watch. I need to see proof of this, I and mean, they not, weren't great, they didn't look brilliant, but
2: but bear in mind, in the 2000s, the 2000s, we were playing Snake on our phone, that's that, that's the level it was in the 2000s, and Snake was hot, shit, wasn't it? <sighs> I don't
1: think I ever played Snake.
2: Just because you were losing. You didn't have a Nokia. But but what I'm saying is I can't believe that that tech existed when in the 2000s, the millennium, we had Snake as our best option. On a phone. On a phone, yeah. Mm. But on a phone, yeah, you're talking about watch. Well, it was the equivalent. Uh,
1: so – Communication. I've got some letters to read okay. to you. Communication breakdown, it's the same. Breakdown, me there's a very long one about Marillion. I'm not going to
2: read. Phew.
1: It's not. It's not great. But there's a nice picture of them wearing suits.
2: Fish always looks a bit like a
1: mess. Yeah, but he sort of played up to that. On that, on this tour, he he had like a big sh- shaggy, furry co- costume. That he'd I think wear. it's his
2: hair. I think it's the his hair's thinning and receding, mm. and it's it's the kind of straggly. Long at the back. It, it's a sort it's of straggly front bits that just make him look unkempt, and I'm sure he's like not, but it's just that it gives the illusion of um, that he's looks a bit dishevelled, and that's all I ever see of him. It'd he have been when he better. Yeah, it'd have been better. We'd just gone balls yeah. I think, but that wasn't a thing then.
1: No, in the eighties. I think that was a nineties, especially thing. for a rock star. Yeah, yeah. You need to let your freak flag fly, don't you? Um, yeah. So this is a, not a letter about Marillion. This is a letter about Faith No More. The headline: Don't care a jot. You understand that funny reference? No, they're a song called We Care a Lot. Okay,
2: so I mean, he said, when I you said funny, it's don't care a jot. Yes, Do I mean, just say funny. Not, not many people it's use the like word
1: jot in a no. in, you know, conversation. Re face no more interview, pictures, album review, advertised live gigs. Big Jim Martin is probably the biggest <laughs> wanker ever to oh. get in Kerrang. His big band is the Cue biggest me. load of big jobs <laughs> I've ever heard.
2: <gasps> like when was the last time you heard "shit" referred
1: to as "big jobs"? That's what I used to say as a as big an infant. Jobs?
2: do they not say that in? Yeah, I've seen on telly. In the young ones, is it that? There's so I feel like there's something on telly that says "big jobs"
1: referring to who? Does doesn't the policeman say to Adrian, Aid Edmondson Vivian? <laughs> Policeman comes in and says, you lot, you students are always giving police a bad name. And Vivian goes, What like big jobbies?
2: Yeah, I think it might be that. <laughs> I think yeah, it, I is think that. it is that.
1: And even then that was retro. Um <laughs> biggest load of big jobs I've ever heard. And far from having a big thrash feeling, they sound like cameo. Yes, cameo. Larry Blackman in his big red box. It pisses me off that a bag a big load of shit like this even gets into Krang. It is disco shit wow counterpoint the next letter that was from big bad Dom. the next letter is from andy graham and colin from hash hippies against student hassle <laughs> we would like to take this opportunity to thank faith no more for an excellent gig at glasgow queen mark margaret's union for an excellent time back at the groven hotel it was such a pleasure to witness their mind-blowing set so refreshing compared to the majority of ABMR bands who seem to be so stale and conformist. Faith and Moore have no pretensions, and they, like us, certainly know how to party. Once more, Billy, Chuck, Jim, Mike and Roddy, thanks again. I'm sure you go on to much greater things. That's very wholesome. That's,
2: quite, that's yeah. a very nice response, yeah.
1: Okay, there's another letter here. Um, Rock and Roll Radio. This is from Crazy Gordon McLaren in Glasgow. Easy. My mother started me on the road to rock when she bought me a little tranny on Black Friday the 13th. Did they have Black Friday back then? I don't think on, they did.
2: On the 13th of what, though?
1: He's just saying Black Friday the 13th. It's
2: weird. I thought it came from America recently because yeah. of Thanksgiving. Yeah. it's Weird.
1: Um. Obviously, they had it in Glasgow. It was the colour that people feared. Black enamel. I was petrified. Would the devil rise out of this little black box? I cautiously turned it on. The music blasted me against the wall. It was the devil's music. Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Now, you know why Jesus was stuck to the cross. His tranny was turned up full blast, and the devil hit him right between the ears. Days later, the batteries in my tranny ran dry. He says tranny a lot.
2: I mean, I was going to say, are we going to address that fact? Well, transistor radio. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he nor us are trying to be offensive no. with this term. This is you're repeating verbatim what was written in the eighties about transistor radio. Let that just go on the record.
1: So we'll we'll return to the letter. I was totally hooked, couldn't kick the habit, my mind grew warped, the speakers grew bigger over the years, and the sound pummeled my brain into mint. Summer so supper was good that night. The decibels grew louder till the threshold of pain was reached. Then I heard Moathead. This was definitely overkill. I was struck to the ceiling for a week, but I survived, and though I was nearly... So, is
2: this a letter written by a human being and human adult? Yeah. Right. Gordon McLaren. I mean,
1: you might be a P- young
2: person. I'm drumming it. You were I- stuck to the ceiling, were you?
1: I've been a rocking metal maniac ever since. Here, here. Uh, P.S. Yes. Tom yeah. Russell, Radio Clyde Rock Route DJ rules okay.
2: <clears throat> rules okay. I haven't thought about that for a while. Did you know that Paris Jackson? opens up it up oh now opens up i'll learn how to speak a second did you know that paris jackson opens up for incubus i did you know i did
1: not know that
2: yeah
1: i didn't know she was even a musician
2: she sings i've not really heard her um but she sings she's um she's opening up for incubus she in um american horror Story. Is she one of the girls? Yes, yeah, she house? was. She was. Oh yeah, spoiler. Yeah, she was. So I don't spoiler it in case people haven't seen it. But yeah, just a cast member, isn't it? Uh yeah. No, yeah, she is in that, yeah. But um, yeah. Wow. So that's pretty uh I really really like her look now.
1: What is her look?
2: She's just um like she's got a lot of tattoos, but they're not like pretentious. They, they look good. She, I mean it helps that she's incredibly pretty. You know, and she's got really nice hair. Um, you know, so I kind of feel like you could sort of dress and look anyway if you've got her face and her hair. Like, whereas I couldn't, I had look like a crazy bag lady. But um, so she's she's kind of like um, no, that's sort of a, uh, let me get. Her she's a bit sort of a bit grungy, a bit hippie, but like, but doesn't come across as Pretentious. Mm. Do you mean? Um, let me see if I can. You know, just she seems like she's very comfortable with her existence in the world, which Ooh, seems like you don't often get that impression from a lot of people, do you? Like, well, not
1: people who were the children
2: of. No, yeah, exactly, and someone her age as well. Mm. She just seems like she's hit on. I'm comfortable. I'm happy, which. Um, yeah, she does.
1: Honor. I mean, she does actually look a bit like the guy from Incubus, and that's not an insult to either of them because he's very pretty. I mean, well, you, she's very pretty. Do you know no. Brandon Boyd? I think he's called.
2: No. Oh, she's got cats as well. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> so she's
2: <laughs> she's but like there, right no, she's house. got like no makeup on. She's got her hair all messy, but she's all like dead. You know, just I'm going to play guitar and I look good doing it. I don't like you know like if that was me, I'd I'd look like I'd been so sort of housebound for a few months. <laughs> it's it's quite annoying, but also like good on her. Fine. I'm I'm um
1: So what what kind of music does she do? I mean obviously if
2: she's um, going out in she then, plays guitar.
1: Yeah, it must sort of fit a bit, mustn't yeah. it? I don't we'll, know. We'll have to put some Paris Jackson on the playlist.
2: Yeah.
1: Did she get like a like his money?
2: No idea. Because he's
1: got a, a little boy. He, uh, he's got blanket as well. Uh, well,
2: there's blanket and there's Prince Prince Michael Jr. or Prince Michael the Second. So blanket something. wasn't Prince. I sort of no, didn't... no, there's three of them.
1: Right. Okay.
2: But yeah, so that's just my Paris Jackson appreciation post. That she's very pretty. She's got lovely hair. She looks kind of comfortable with her life and just. Yeah, nice. well, I don't. Well, know, well done. Well
1: whether, done. <laughs> I don't know whether she's a good actor from watching her in that TV show, but she wasn't shit. I mean, she's, yeah, I don't she's either a good out. actor or she's just she's just like that. but she was yeah. a proper like bitchy. Yeah, sort of mean girls.
2: But I don't get. I don't get the impression that she's no. that kind of.
1: This is now a Paris Jackson.
2: <laughs> so, are you a big fan of Paris Jackson? Uh, can um, I play with Paris? Just, yeah, no, just.
1: Um, there you go. I like Incubus.
2: <laughs> and we all like Paris Jackson, so. <laughs> we all do now. Oh, don't
1: you talk, don't talk about Incubus, YouTube. they're not 80s. Oh, they are? not? No, and sort of 90s, sort of late 90s. They were super fucking hip, like in the late 90s. So when I was at college, you go to the rock night and they'd be playing A Certain Shade of Green. And, and But, like, they played that song for years after, so when we'd be going out, when I Met You, right. we'd go to places and they play A Certain Shade of Green and um, New Skin. Right. like proper, Like, influenced by Faith No More, you know, that sort of funk metal. Okay. Like, really good, like, really sort of bonkers. you going to around till 2020 They've got a bit sort of soft rock melodic rock after that, but still good, you know.
2: Right.
1: So yeah, that's your hot recommendation for a new band. <laughs> incubus. Kids.
2: Hey kids.
1: Have you any incubus? I think they're on like album twenty now. Kids, kids. Uh, I've got another um, letter for you. Yeah. David Droop. It has recently been brought to my attention that on White Snake's Come and Get It album in the song Hot Stuff. David Coverdale appears to be singing I Just Can't Get It Up. And I thought he was such a man. And that is from a frustrated nymphomaniac.
2: Sorry, so someone's written in with that. And that's, this, that's, they've written, like, because let's not forget this isn't some random drunk text they fired out, is it? They've written this and sent it in the post. William, well done, well done.
1: And they probably got a lot more letters than this, so that was one of the better ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I could read this. Marillion oh my god! One to you. They you
2: should to totally. I <laughs> no, I don't want to. Thank you. They should totally find all the letters that are just. Like they were just too much for the magazine and then release like a whole They owners should release a podcast of these letters. It'll all be just angry, frustrated people who are, you know, I mean, what are they angry out there? The David Coverdale couldn't get it up.
1: No, I think she's, I presume it's a she, just thinks it's a bit of a zinger, you know.
2: What to point out something that he's pointing out? Well, well, so it's to re point it out. Well, she's saying it
1: sounds like he's saying, I just can't get it up, but I don't think he is singing that. He's singing something that sounds
2: like oh, that. right. So it's sick a sick burn. It's a sick burn. And he's a, now a gonna, hip-hop-hop. he's gonna read Kerrang and he's gonna read that and he's gonna be like blushing when he reads it and think, Oh no, is that what people thought? Oh, I can get it up. How embarrassing. Right, got it. I mean, oh, in
1: 88, he's fucking tawny goodness. katane. You don't care about
2: he letters in He's going to be so embarrassed when he reads that. Poor Coverdale. I'm going to vart, have I?
1: <laughs> I wonder if we can find that on YouTube for the playlist. Just that bit.
2: Um. Well, I mean, there'll be Limmy clips with it on. Yeah. but Yeah, copyright Limmy. That's not my <laughs> thing.
1: So, the last letter.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, just a short letter in support of Ronnie Dio. Oh. First of all, to all you ass face bastards oh. who keep slagging off Ronnie Dio for oh. writing about rainbows and dragons, etc. If you don't like what he does, then piss off. I've been a fan of Dio's for 12 years and I am not fed up with him and his dragons, etc.
2: First of all, literally no one's fed up with him and his dragons, etc. No one is. And also... Yeah, fair
1: enough. Dio is a very professional musician and a very kind person. I also, and also puts on an excellent show. I myself get very pissed off with thrash and death metal, but don't keep writing in about it. I'll just leave it alone and watch it fade away. That's from Gary C., who describes himself as Ronnie Dio's castle gate.
2: But... I mean, I'm with Gary C. about thrash. Um, don't get it, but um... <laughs> yeah, good. Bless him. Someone has to come to Ronnie James Dio's defence. I'm sick of everyone just standing by pretending he's not getting all this shit about dragons and shit. Right? (laughs) About time someone said something. Jeez. Uh,
1: So on the next page... When there's lightning... Oh, you can cut in a bit of Ronnie here if you want. Well,
2: you don't need to because I've just done it preemptively.
1: Pretty good. That was a cover version.
2: Uh, It was the actual thing, but okay.
1: Um, So this is an article about Dogstam War. Okay. We've seen them. (laughs) Spoiler. (laughs) Uh, Dogstam War single, How Come It Never Rains, picked up radio play a plenty recently. Only a handful of copies made it to the stores due to poor distribution.
2: I, out of that, Monsters of Rock. um, I mean, Dogstam War are the the one I don't remember. I, I remember sort of maybe them being on stage but it I don't remember a anything long about them.
1: Time ago. I
2: remember specifically Choir Boys. I remember specifically Thunder and I remember specifically Alice back I remember all those mm. them on stage. Well, because don't. it was really funny with Cry boys because Spike leaned down and got a light of a, his cigarette <laughs> from someone in the audience which was very funny.
1: Get away with that back then.
2: Um and Thunder were just good. Yeah. Um And then, obviously, Alice Cooper, which was good. And then I remember some guy being a dick in the audience. And I I told him to sort of stop um, being a dick near me. And he was like, what are you going to do when uh, school's out comes on? I just remember that. It's like, well, I mean, oh, my God, what is the option? Like, not get punched in the face by you, probably, if I can have a choice. (laughs) You dumb twat. But, yeah, so I remember Alice Cooper and that guy. (laughs) In equal measures. <laughs> Water twat.
1: So we've seen dogs and more, we don't really remember it. But
2: yeah. We don't remember them. Um, I'm sure they were great. I I seem to remember them
1: looking the same as they did in the eighties. They had like like choir boys, they still have the look. Whereas Thunder, Thunder did Thunder don't did yeah. not.
2: Thunder look more like Status quo. Yeah, I mean Bald status quo. Good. good fucking hits oh my god i mean thunder yeah great songs the look eh, not so much now <laughs> not so much now this was about 20 20 something years I mean, ago you,
1: you just told fish to cut his hair
2: i didn't tell him to cut his hair i just said it looks disheveled maybe that way you will it might be going for that look
1: um, I'm going to read you out a quote, and if you want me to cut this from the podcast, I will. Um, we'll go out on tour. We'll try and get into that ball game. other bands are trying to get out of. Single album tour, single album tour. Get into that click. The bands that do all that shit are a bunch of cunts anyway.
2: Why would I want you to say that? Because the word cunt? <laughs> yeah. I think we all know that's my favourite word. <laughs> um, I'm not bothered. Those... Unless it gets you flagged up in some sort of...
1: I've already got this as
2: uh, explicit explicit
1: language, not for children.
2: We may as well say it all the fucking time then. Children do not want to listen to this. (laughs) Oh, please, please, (laughs) please let me listen to those two Xennials and Gen Xers talk about stuff I don't care about. Please. It's
1: ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Steve adds, almost echoing the sentiments of a conversation I had with choir voice guitarist Ginger, Quote, I thought Guns N' Roses were awful. Faster Pussycat were miles better. They moved around more and had better songs.
2: Moved around more is a bit of a... <laughs> they they were mobile.
1: I love rock and roll bands, continues Tyler. Tyler's main guy in the band. But the trouble with some of them is they take drugs and try and live out someone else's image. Everyone tries to be Keith Richards. They go out, look like him, take fucking smack and say, I'm in a band. The one thing they forget is... He writes hit records. He made a living out of this shit. You've got to get somewhere first before you can act like that. I know I sound like a dad or something, but I've stuck at it for a long time.
2: he yeah, raises a good point. He's yeah, a
1: good point. Um, there's an advert for um, Zodiac Mind Warp and the Love Reaction, Tattooed Beat Messiah. Tattooed
2: Beat Messiah. Uh,
1: that's the debut album, and we're going to be coming back to Zodiac Mind Warp. In this issue.
2: Okay.
1: Oh, there's a bit there's a bit more from uh, Dogstermore.
2: Is More. Um, a picture of them there. Yeah. You see? They look right, they look like the choir boys. Yeah, they do look pretty cool. Wish I could remember them. Yeah. Mm. It's that yeah. it's definitely in that
1: same vein of sort of drunk, you know, bluesy. Bar Rock, you know.
2: Have we told the story about when we met Spike? I don't think we have. So we went to see Choir Boys, a very small venue.
1: I want to say recently, but it's probably... It was
2: probably about... It was when I was working at this place of business, so it's within the last five years. Okay, okay. Um, so probably four years. And we went to see them and they were, like, excellent. Ten out of ten. and um, then. Spike was hanging on the bar afterwards and uh, he was 100% worse for wear. <laughs> and we had a photo with him and you just know that he had no idea what was going on, but yeah. we did get photos with him and that's all that matters. <laughs> but he was but brilliant, wasn't he? Right was, on set?
1: He didn't seem any different to how he was in the 80s no. in terms of his voice and his performance yeah. and stuff. And in between the songs, you could tell he was a little bit refreshed. But, like, he was just yeah, it was killing yeah. yeah, Really, really good. Like, Excellent. great layout, wasn't it? Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so I've got one more quote from Dogs Damore, even though we want to talk about the choir boys. <laughs> um, I questioned him on being banned from France. No, not the name of a club. We're talking the whole country. Quote, it was June 86. We were playing a festival in Lille. We were in a dodgy hotel, light fittings hanging off the wall, stains on mattresses. So we threw the bed out the window, followed by tables and chairs, and we nearly killed a copper. A mattress falling from three storeys is, like, quite heavy. Next thing, we're, we're at gunpoint, Colt 44s. It was like a siege, and we put in this police van for some reason. The seats just fell apart, so they did us for that as well. <laughs> when we go got out the next day, we went on a drinking spree to celebrate and had various fights and ended up. Some flat, well-plastered... <laughs> um, I mean, they couldn't have been banned from the entire country, but that's the story they're telling. It's a good story. Right, so on a slightly related note, we've got another feature with our old pal, Zodiac Mindwarp. Okay. I remember you being quite interested in...
2: Uh... Oh, because he was quite... Se- sexy guy. Isn't a sexy guy, yeah. forgot okay. about that. Damn it, yeah. I forgot that. <laughs> Let me Google that.
1: Um, Later. So they describe Zoviac Meinwolf as a man that reads comic books while he the chick he brought home sleeps and hangs around corridors, Spider Man style.
2: Is that you? But
1: they spell Spider Man without the hyphen, so that annoyed me. Um We're taken down to a nice quiet office where I can conduct the interview by a nice phonogram lady who asks if we want tea or anything. What's the anything? I inquire. Orange <laughs> juice, she punctuates. We stopped offering alcohol after they, pointed to Zody Baby came here. I wasn't going to pussyfoot with the bloke. I wasn't even going to let his John Cooper Clark slash Bobby Ball accent <coughs> throw me off. So do you know what John Cooper Clark sounds like?
2: Yes. Salford.
1: Salford. Salford. Salford, lad.
2: Yeah. 74. That's
1: your roots. So this is a quote from Zodiac. It's weird. The US audience looked exactly the same as the one over here. I thought they'd all look the guy like the guys in here thumbing through a copy of Hit Parader. Satin pants, Bon Jovi, you know, all that business. They look more ACDC, leather jackets and grubby old jeans. So apparently he's, like, really into comics. So they're asking him, would you like to follow Kiss and Alice Cooper into the pages of a Marvel mag? Quote, definitely, without a doubt, in, like, a graphic novel or the Epic series. Epic at the time was a more sort of you know, grown-up um, imprint Marvel Comics. Okay. They did they did kind of uh, better printing and stuff. That's not really not really the point. I really like that more adult orientated because they do some absolute shite. Marvel, the majority in fact is crap. Even Daredevil sliding. I still get it every month. He's still my favorite. Huh. What about your fa- friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Oh, I've gone off that fucker. <laughs>
2: Um, any reason
1: uh, he's just saying it's kids stuff he likes um, he likes uh, stuff like Dr- Judge Dredd with the big guns and Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns and that sort of thing um, as a newly let newly wed what are your views on marriage quote it's okay better than having a maid it won't really interest the Kerrang readers though they'll probably think only sissies get married
2: Um, that's sweet it's
1: nice. Um, what happened to Backseat Education, the follow-up to Prime Mover? Well, it got no radio action. We didn't get the video shown either because it was like me throwing that Chinese girl around in the back of the car and everything, and the BBC didn't like it. So I found this video. I'm going to play a bit to you now. But it's got a really interesting bit at the
0: beginning. When well, John Wayne had discussed it at what I saw. My eldest, six, and my youngest, five, were subjected to a young oriental woman being won in a game of cards and then driven off by a bunch of leather clad hoodlums, the leader of which, Mr. Zodiac Time Warp, screamed the tuneless, depraved lyric, Backseat Education. Quite frankly, I was appalled. My youngest asked me, Daddy, what is Backseat Education? Come on, Channel 4, this really isn't good enough. <laughs> This is a special car,
2: <laughs> No
1: yeah.
0: You wanna know about love, baby? Never teach ya. Come to church. I'm a preacher. <laughs> i like a Jesus the love
2: commando. So so, my hands on the wheel as I take my hands off the wheel. i mean you get the idea
1: backseat education it's quite saucy it's quite rivaled yeah god knows why the bbc didn't play it i mean they weren't playing a lot of rock at the time were they bon jovi no bit of poison um there's a feature about the accused seattle hardcore noise boys um they're annoyed that Alice Cooper is describing his music as splatter rock. Um, I nearly hit the roof. It's okay if that's what he wants to call it, but he better give us credit. So basically they're making out that they invented the term splatter rock.
2: I've even heard of the term splatter rock. Uh,
1: I think it's sort of just sort of um, horror related. All their songs are about killing and that. Oh,
2: that's nice.
1: The current Shrieker, Blaine Cook, ex of the US Politico Punks The Farts. That's Farts with a Z. Well,
2: of course it is.
1: Um, the band's first two releases, Martha Splatterhead, a very limited release of 500 copies, and The Return of Martha Splatterhead, um, delivered a more than generous dose of Blaine's twisted lyricism in between a potent hardcore metal assault. Quote Martha Splatterhead is our mascot. Sort of like Iron Maiden's and Eddie, I wanted to create a killer. I thought too many people would get down on us for being sexist if it was a male killer, so I created a woman, a crazy woman with a huge knife and big tits. Okay. So thank God <laughs> that thank not God the feminists
2: be. came to the rescue and sorted it all out for <laughs> us. <laughs> they're not going to be
1: Phew. feminists. Um, we're drifting away from the horror fantasy stuff. Uh, too many bands are trying to do that, and I think with songs like "Halo of Flies," we do that better than most. So they've got a song called "Halo of Flies," right? right which is an Alice Cooper song, isn't it? But is it? it's they're not. It's not cover. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is
2: what did we listen to the other day? That was Alice Cooper song that said I hadn't heard for ages.
1: Uh...
2: Oh, do you remember? It was.
1: The little things,
2: yeah. You oh, I have on. to put that on yeah, here. That's a really good sound. It's little things,
1: um, okay. There's a there's a feature in View from the Bar. Fact: Everyone in Coronation Street reads Kerrang. Okay, it's true. We tell you only last week. There we were at Bar HQ, supping a few in classic Mike Baldwin style, gazing wall eyed at the doings of Jack Duckworth and Deirdre Barlow, while we spotted it hot off the presses, copy of the world's finest, the Big K. There it was, the issue with Robert Plant on the cover, no less, racked up like a good one on the shelf in Rita and Mavis's little corner shop. Good old So Mavis. every,
2: cause so it's in one shop, and so everyone in Carnation Street reads it. Got Apparently, it. so. Yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or maybe
1: it's just Mavis. We don't know. A car um, shop. There's a big feature on Motel. Okay. I'm going to read you out some quotes from that. Um, they're basically saying they're not rich. Did they don't,
2: any- they don't they have, do have any money. Did anyone say they were? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it mentions Michael Palin's plea for trousers on the rock and roll album, Ain't Too Far From The True Situation. Now, I remember my friend lending me this album because just because it had Michael Palin on. And like right at the end, he's sort of doing a funny vicar voice and asking people to send their trousers in to Motorhead. Mm-hmm. And I, I listened to it. It was one of those first getting into music, and it, Motorhead were way too much for me. Right? It was just like Marillion at the time. But he said, well, oh, I just let it to you because I thought you liked the Michael Palin bit. So that
0: reminded me of that. Bless thou these people from Motorhead, that they may so verily endow the people of this planet with pleasure and enjoyment, that, yea, they may verily increase fourfold their already large sums of loot and enable them here in this life to purchase maybe one other pair of trousers each. O Lord, thou who hast seen the trouserless and had compassion, look down upon them. Thank you.
1: So, quote, from uh, let it was like that the first time we came here with a four piece remembers lemola the lem in the back of the bus jack and coke in hand titanic video on screen so it's 1988 so it is not james cameron's okay. titanic but it goes on to say he's really really into the titanic so he watches all these videos on the history of the titanic
2: yeah
1: so that's something you had in common with him like,
2: yeah because i like Titanic. You, well, you've, I mean, you know, I've an appreciation for the historical event of the Titanic.
1: You've you've told me some facts about the Titanic. Haven't
2: you? <laughs> yeah, boring things. Well, like
1: every photo you see of it isn't.
2: Well, apparently it's not. Yeah. I don't want someone to come at me with real Titanic facts that um, will make me look stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, historical videos, preferably about the SS Titanic.
2: <laughs> um, oh my god! I bet he was so excited <laughs> when Titanic came out.
1: <laughs> we'll have to find an interview with him that gives his opinion yeah, on uh, amazing. You know, Celine and Vionetta. it was
2: good. It wasn't like a letdown, was it? It was good. Good film. what is waters freezing out of boats. I left by half. Had the people that she were going to die. Nothing but a half, etc.
1: Uh, you're a big Kate Winslet fan, aren't
2: you? Everyone's a big Kate Winslet fan. Not everyone. Just thing to say.
1: Just most people.
2: Well, anyone with eyes and ears. How can you not be?
1: Do you prefer her in the holiday or in Christmas Carol?
2: Christmas Carol. I mean, I don't want to be mean, but the holiday is shit, isn't it? You like, were telling me you liked it. No, recently. it was. It's not as like I. I resisted for so long because, you know, you sort of look at it in the trailer and you think, well, this is shit, and you're watching it and it's like, "Oh, well, it's not that bad. But it's only because you really, really thought it was shit that it's like it's just pretty bad. But then it was pretty bad. We went to the cinema. Did we? Yeah. Must have been a disappointing waste of money. <laughs> it's, I'd say it's bang average, but I think it's a bit less than that. It's it's okay if you just want something to stare at for a few hours. What is the best
1: bit of the holiday? Right at the beginning, it's the fact that she works in the centre of London. Oh, yeah, centre
2: of London. And then she's. She commutes. Yeah.
1: She commutes to like the 16th century.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So she commutes to foggy old. She works in foggy old London town and then she commutes to like Jane Austen. Shire. Yeah, yeah. Her Um, gardener
1: is Sam Gamgee.
2: And, yeah, I mean, it's a bit lame. And I I like lame stuff. I've once watched a whole Christmas film about a tree. I've told you this before. Uh, You, not these people, because why would I bring this up? But it was a film that I started watching and thought, this is even shit for me. And it was about um, this woman who had a tree in her garden and it was going to die because it had some disease so they had to cut it down but she didn't want it to be cut down and then they were going to they, they wanted it to be the tree at like um Rockefeller center or something and she didn't want it, the, and then it ended up that oh no she so they wanted it she didn't want to give it and then they still wanted it and then they found out it had a disease and so she had to cut it down anyway so they had to cut it down so they were going to put in Rockefeller center anyway and um the, and the scene when they were cutting it down and she was crying i genuinely cried and i thought what on earth have I become that I'm watching this film about a tree? I'm crying because I cut down a tree in this fictitious film. It was properly stupid, but urge you to watch it because it does have um, what's he called, Man, uh, Matthew McCarthy, from Weekend at Bernie's. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're interested now, aren't you?
1: What, what's this film called?
2: Um, is it called The
1: Christmas Tree?
2: Yes, yeah, probably is. A tree. Um, no, Matt, Matt, Matt McC- Who's he? Who are you coming up and you're not the guy I'm thinking? Is he called Matt, Matthew McCarthy?
1: The guy from Weird Science? Uh, yeah. At Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend Um Is he the guy from... um? Who's the guy this in Mannequin?
2: Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, him. Cast. Andrew McCarthy. Right right right, 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 right. Okay, we're back right, on track. Right, right, back on right, track, right, back, on right, track. Right. back on track, back on track. Okay, tree. Christmas tree movie. Okay, right. <laughs> the Christmas tree right oh my god it's two hours 33 minutes maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's right it just, it just ground me down so I mean, but at the end of any two hours 33 minutes you're gonna be crying about a tree aren't you i think the holiday
1: was about two hours 30
2: minutes didn't make me cry they did it this one did. and at, at the beginning i genuinely thought well this is shit this is stupid and then honestly you are engaged i mean i've totally spoiled the end they cut the tree down but it's worth a watch uh, Christmas tree, nineteen ninety six film.
1: Is it on Netflix? Ooh, probably more Amazon sure. Prime in
2: it. It's a bit more like maybe um Sister Anthony, an aged nun <laughs> and full time gardener in New York, become best of friends. She owns a gigantic Christmas tree, which he decides to showcase in his lawn. The rest is history.
1: Grab <laughs> your tissues, sound good. everyone. <laughs> Uh, it may not be Christmas, um, but it's Christmas in our hearts, especially when we watch Christmas movies.
2: Yeah, I've got something's really. I'm sitting on a bunch of clothes, and something's really um, uncomfortable.
1: Okay, <laughs> should, should we go back to my... so we were talking about Titanic, Kate Winslet, holiday. It's your fault because, because, of because the
2: you Titanic. said you said you said about Titanic. It wasn't my fault.
1: Um, The fact remains, Lemmy is one of life's original medical enigmas. Quote, funny you should say that, rumbles a man gravel in throat and grandeur in speech. Quote, I once heard about this business where Keith Richards went to have his blood changed in Sweden or somewhere. So I thought I'd take some tests and maybe have it done. Thought I wouldn't need anything anymore. And do you know what? The doctors advised me against changing my blood, said that fresh blood could kill me. (laughs) Haha, that was a fucking laugh, that one. Fresh blood could kill me. I don't think that is a thing, is it? Changing your blood?
2: Not like, like an oil change. I don't think... Well, I'm not a rock star, so it might be for the elite, but it's not something I've ever been offered.
1: Um, he's saying, I'll retire before I start to look stupid. I have to, otherwise how can I make that big comeback? When I ain't in a band no more, I'll spend a couple of years cashing in, doing chat shows and, sh- and stuff, then I'll go back to what I was going to do when I was a kid and breeding horses. For the long term, it's the horses that interest me. Maybe a bit of journalism too. I want to do it on my terms. I mean, he never did retire.
2: Um,
1: The only thing respect-wise that ever pissed me off was that my lyrics never got appreciated more. I'm pissed off because I write good lyrics. I'm good with the English language. And I'm a fairly literate person. I think they're cut above others in this genre. So I suppose I'm a bit angry about that. Uh, he gets a bit miffed when uh, he's accused of being sexist or racist. Anyone who think who thought we were sexist or racist is completely fucking stupid. I worked for and worshipped Hendrix for fuck's sake. Moathead took girls' school out of the Wandsworth rehearsal room and put them on the road. So don't talk to me about that shit. I always fought sexism and... I'm, that I like fucking in these trendy and socially aware times, I'd be considered a sexist for saying that. I don't think you would really, would you?
2: Uh, some people might. It's
1: entirely possible. Um. So what else have we got? There's a little feature about a guy called Jeff Paris, who, <laughs> again... Jeff Paris, the man man most likely to succeed Sir Michael Bolton in the AOR Hall of Fame. Right, again. They're constantly throwing in Michael Bolton. So I guess he's a sort of soft rock guy. In 1986, he released his first album, Race to Paradise, which remains a compelling introduction to some amazing AOR magic. However, it was wired up that hit the bullseye. Better melodic hard rock album you won't find this side of Michael Bolton's "Everybody's Crazy" masterpiece.
2: Ah, oh, well, that's that is a masterpiece.
1: I mean, if you want to hey, talk, Michael
2: about... used to be so normal. I thought <laughs> you'd be a doctor or a lawyer or something normal like that. Normal, huh? <laughs> normal, something everybody until you meet them. Everybody's crazy. <clears throat> Everybody's crazy. <great. laughs> Bingo
1: card of stuff we talk about. Yeah. Everybody's crazy it's got to be on there, hasn't yes. it? Okay, so we've got a serious question for you, right? About a possible new feature for this podcast.
2: Okay.
1: So we've got the personal ads.
2: Yeah.
1: And um not in this issue, but some of them they've got pen pals. Yeah. And I was listening to a podcast called The Giddy Carousel of Pop, which you probably mentioned before. It's kind of one of the power off. It's probably one of the sort of tangential uh, inspirations for this podcast because okay. they take an old issue of Smash Hits okay. and they, they do exactly what we do. So, But they never talk about the same bands because it's Smash Hits kind of yeah. stuff. But one thing they do is people who are writing in for pen pals, they find them and contact them and they ask them, did anyone reply to you and did okay. you stay in touch with anyone?
2: Yeah. So
1: rather than just do that, I Was going to ask you, do you think that's something we can do? Because there aren't any in this, because it's all it all st- says stuff like um, male Rush Marillion fan, um, lost soul, secret glam princess, um, animal, you know, they all say you know, big Dom and that kind of
2: thing,
1: yeah. But in the pen pals, sometimes they have actual names,
2: right? Well, you could try, I can, I mean.
1: it'd it'd be worth a try wouldn't it you
2: could try so there aren't
1: any in this one but in the next one we're going to look at there there's a pen pal section and some people's names so i will try i mean you just basically look on facebook
2: yeah
1: so that's going to be fun
2: okay that'll be fun isn't it
1: right okay so there's a big feature on heart okay so they're talking about this song like my favorite heart song is called dream of the archer right okay have you ever heard dream of the archer no it's all kind of twinkly acoustic stuff. And he says it's the nearest thing to Led Zeppelin's Battle of Evermore, which they went on to cover. Um, But I realised recently, or just the other day when I was reading this, that it sounds like all the music in fucking Baldur's Gate 3. It sounds like Cod okay. medieval, twinkly, you know, folksy. That's, that's why I like it, basically. Yeah. Bit at the end, which made me laugh. Um, in my humble opinion, Anne Wilson was one of the greatest female voices in the world. What does she think about the sudden upsurge in girly vocalists, particularly ones like Madonna, Tiffany, or Debbie Gibson? So apparently, there were no female singers before 1988. Okay, yeah. Um, quote. Let's put it this way, she says with a crackle in her voice. I think that's the main. Re- their main relevance is not in the voice area. I wouldn't like to be compared to that kind of performer. Unfortunately, their bag seems to be wrapped up, wrapped up with image clothes and the way they look. That's the way it seems to me. It's a real pity that if you're talented and ugly, you don't stand much of a chance in this business. Huh. My support goes out to people like Alison Moyer and Kate Bush, who are really talented performers. Now, I don't think she's accusing Alison Moyer Hay and Kate Bush of That's being... A
2: bit, a, I would take, ta- if I was one of them, I'd be like, well, now I'm upset and I'm going to go and... Be a bit sad for a minute.
1: It's come out like slightly insulting, hasn't it? I'm sure that wasn't the intent with that.
2: It, no, probably not.
1: Okay. Um so in shrapnel, I mean I mean I guess shrapnel is um mostly like demos and gigs and stuff with lesser known bands. Northeast hard rock band Fatal Attraction wish to inform Cumbria-based Fatal Attraction and London-based Fatal Attraction that anyone and anyone else that the above moniker has been in use by them for a number of years. Okay. So I do like the kind of pissy uh, nature of that. Um, and I've got – I'm going to finish off this episode yeah. with a little bit of a quiz again. Oh, God. Right. So I'm going to give you – I've got four bands. Right. And I've got four sort of descriptions of those bands. Okay. Right. So they're the four bands. We've got Metal Messiah, The Bond, Stiletto, and Die Christ. Okay. Or Do Christ.
2: But I know nothing about any of these no,
1: bands. No, no, no. no oh, right. None of us does. So,
2: right. Brilliant.
1: So one of them is a Huddersfield hardcore speed metal band. One of them is a London glam rock band. One of them is influenced by Maiden, Sabbath and Metallica, and one of them is sort of prog. So can you put the names of the bands with the genres and descriptions?
2: The London band is st- stiletto.
1: Absolutely bang on.
2: Um so what so we've descriptions are these? We've got
1: prog. We've got Influence by Maiden, Sabbath and Metallica, so you can imagine what that sounds like. And you and we've got a hardcore speed metal band.
2: Nyquist will be hardcore speed metal.
1: Absolutely bang on. Two out of two.
2: Um, read the other two again, sorry.
1: Um,
2: one's Prog. prog one's... one's
1: Prog, sort of Neo-Prog, because it was formed by the X. The Bond Prog. Yeah, X Twelfth then... Night Vocalist Jeff Mann.
2: The other one, Metal Messiah. Metal
1: Messiah is the maiden Sabbath. So okay. there you go. I'm, you
2: I'm very talented. Fucking aced that. Thank you.
1: Um, so yeah, that's the end of our issue. What have we What have we learned?
2: Da, 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 da. Don't watch the holiday, watch The Christmas Tree with Andrew McCarthy and have a good time. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It may January. no longer be Christmas. Well, but... it won't be Christmas, but the film still exists. All those people didn't go to all that much effort to uh, make a moving film about a tree just for you to only ever watch it in December.
1: The trees are for life.
2: And everybody's crazy.
1: Everybody's Ooh. crazy. And so
2: it used to be so normal.
1: We will join you in two weeks. A doctor or a
2: lawyer, something normal like that.
1: Hopefully with some pen pals
2: <laughs> Yep, bye.
1: Okay, stay metal.